you when you need to know what's happening, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lacanfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle, Carl Dukes. Put him up along with my man, Jason Lacanfora, and of course, Brian Baldinger, part of this podcast as well, guys, as we talk all things NFL. And there are more injuries to talk about. There's more craziness to talk about. And then this week, we're going to find out a little bit more about maybe some of the contenders. But let's talk about what happened this week. And let's start last night, Jason. Jags thought they were going to go into this game and roll Cincinnati. No Joe Burrow. And here's Jake Browning. I mean, uh, where'd this guy come from? He looked amazing last night. But the big news, obviously, is the injury to Trevor Lawrence. How does this affect the Jags' chances now of not only winning the division, but also their playoff hopes? Yeah, I mean, this result is is pretty seismic, I think. Because, again, if, if we just look at the AFC in a week where Pittsburgh lost its starting quarterback, Denver's winning streak ended, you know, the Browns were game with Joe Flacco, but they didn't win, and I don't know how many more games they're going to win. You know, the Colts survived against the Titans in overtime, but we know they have their flaws. If I'm Cincinnati... You know, I'm, I'm thinking, hey, we're playing with house money. Everybody wrote us off. Like, we're, we're this this quarterback is more frisky than anybody might have thought. And what I liked about it is Zach Taylor has clearly embraced this situation, and he's playing balls out football. And they're going for it early in that game. He's not worried about just playing field position. Like, he's empowering people, and he's saying, okay, we've been dealt a bad hand. Let's try. It looked to me like they were having some fun, like they were kind of unencumbered, you know, like you look at at a guy like Jamar Chase and he's not out there pouting about what could have been for his numbers and his season without Joe Burrow. He's out there busting his ass, making plays for this Browning guy. So I I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I think it really just is is another. Like swivel point right where this whole AFC thing gets spun around on its axis another 180 degrees because Jacksonville a lot of people thought certainly the betting markets thought they would win handily maybe even coast a little bit in the second half right and be able to rest the guys and they've got Baltimore coming up in a couple weeks and Jacksonville had an inside you know the talk of that game was Jacksonville now could control its own destiny to be the one seed um I don't think that's in the cards now, and we'll learn more about Trevor Lawrence's injury. But that that wasn't, you know, a boo boo. That that looked to be pretty serious, and and him even missing a game or two for them, and where they thought they could go, possible one seed, I think will be tough. C.J. Beathard's been around a long time, um, you know, he's been in that system for a long time, so he, he I don't know that he's going to be awful. But, Carl, I don't know how good they were with Trevor Lawrence. Like, they were really good at winning football games, right? They went into last night. They had won 14 of their last 18 regular season games with Trevor Lawrence as their quarterback and Doug Peterson as their head coach. But he wasn't having a great season. Um, None of their receivers were having a great season. The tight end didn't score a touchdown until last night. Um, Travis Etienne, yards per carry, not great. Touchdowns. Not great. Uh, And defensively, lately the pass rush had been great. Wasn't great against Browning last night. You know, but but they're just kind of a middling team. They're they're not 
special at anything, and then you take the quarterback away, I think it throws the AFC South completely wide open. I mean, if you're the Colts or the or you're the Texans, you're saying we're not just worried about fighting for a wild card. You know, we're we're thinking we might get a home playoff game. We could win this division. Jacksonville only has one division game left, week 18 against Tennessee. They're four and one within the division. You know, so we'll see. Houston right now is one and two in the division, right? They're probably thinking, well, if we can sweep Tennessee, if we can beat Indianapolis week 18, we we might still be able to win this thing at four and two in the division. Tennessee plays Jacksonville week 18. Can they do everybody a favor by beating them? Or does that tiebreaker not even matter because Jacksonville just doesn't win that many more football games? It's going to be fascinating. Uh, but that division, to me, all of a sudden has become really interesting. And I would also say, like, don't completely write off the Cincinnati Bengals. I, and that defense wasn't great last night. But they've got pieces on offense. And this quarterback is is not – like I think he's only going to get a little more steady week after week. Yeah, he has his limitations. Yeah, but if nothing else, Carl, Cincinnati's going to beat another team or two along the way that they probably shouldn't. You know what I mean? That they're not favored to, because I, I think this loosey goosey "why not us" thing is very real for them. Last night, Browning got the ball out after that first couple of series. It was almost like a, a switch clicked, and he was getting it out and getting it to those playmakers you're talking about, Chase Higgins. If he can do that, Mixon can run the ball, <clears throat> they're going to be all right. I mean, like, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's completely over. I don't know how many of the, the better teams they're going to beat uh, with the remaining schedule, but I, I kind of feel the same way you do. And here's the other thing about the Jags, Jason. Remember, they're 5-0 and on the road, but two of those were overseas, right? They yeah. stayed over there, and it was almost like, okay – so I don't even know about their road record being real in the sense that they've gone on the road and really challenged teams in a tough environment because two of those games are overseas. So I'm with you about the Jags as far as how good they are. I know their record and where they are currently. But I got to tell you, the way the Texans are playing, and let's get into this a little bit because we, we, we've talked about C.J. Stroud and, and what this is for him this season and what, what awards he's going to win because it's it's a wrap um, as far as rookie, you know, offensive rookie of the year and all that stuff. But – feel like they can make a run at this thing to your point just because it seems like they know how to be in these games and then it comes down I think their last four games Jason have come down to the last series whether it was them driving or last week where they had to hold the Broncos and they did yeah it really goes back to the game that they won at Cincinnati which um, is part of the reason I feel pretty good about them at the Jets this week they do have a road win um, outside of a dome and a little bit of, I mean, it was at least cold-ish weather. I still kind of need to see about them in December a little bit, at least personally. Uh, the defense, you know, still gives me some pause. And, yeah, you had the the Stroud comeback on the Bengals after he threw the interception. You had um, the them hold off the Cardinals. You had the long field goal that hit the upright and bounced uh, – out right. right for Jacksonville to beat Houston. And then this week you had defensive stand against Russell Wilson and the Broncos at the end where um, it's interesting because Russell had been great in the fourth quarter and the, the, the Broncos had been great in the fourth quarter. And I wondered about that young Texans team in that tight spot now favored against a pretty good opponent against a veteran opponent. 
and they and they pulled through. You know, Russ threw three interceptions, which is very unusual for him and out of character. And that was the difference in the game. Um, Stingley's playing his backside off. You know, Anderson gets pass rush when he has to. Uh, I, I still look at that defense, and it does give me a little bit of pause. Um, but for them to be in this situation is is pretty nuts. Um, it's I, I don't know that anybody could have predicted this, and I, I really think they need to get Dalton Schultz back. You know, a, ASAP losing Tank Dell for the season is a big blow, and I know he'd been in and out of games recently, and they had been overcoming that. But for him to be gone now, like can Nico Collins, like like what Nico Collins did in that football game was nuts. Like I, I got to think people are going to look at that film and say over our dead body. You know what I mean? Like right, you, right. you're not just going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to run your passing game through one guy against us. Like, for you know, sorry, that's not happening. You know, we need to see more than that. And I also, I'm a bit of a dinosaur. They had a two-game stretch, including that game against the Bengals, where they ran the ball really well. Outside of that, they can't run the football. And I, I think they have to find a way to be a little more balanced. You know, Jacksonville – not a great rush defense. Shut them down. Um, I, I do, you know, I do wonder about that a little bit. Denver, horrible, worst rush defense in the NFL. Like, did a pretty good job of shutting them down. Uh, we'll see. This Jets game is going to be fascinating to me. Uh, this might end up being, like, 10-9. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, they're favored by seven against a good defense on the road, you know, in December, I, the early weather forecast doesn't look terrible, but I do think like that's going to be a, a test for them. And if they go in without their best or second best receiver and without their tight end and their inability to run the ball, you know, with that Jets defense, are they like, they're going to put sauce on Nico Collins, probably with a safety over the top. They're going to generate some pressure against that offensive line with that group on the road. Like that's that's going to be a really that's a tough little game for me. Like if if Houston could win that game and, and win it somewhat comfortably, that that I think would be a little feather in their cap because um, they have been better. Like most teams are right at home than than on the road. Most young teams, especially. Um, but that was a huge win over the Broncos. I mean, that was a huge win, and they do seem to have a flair for winning those Alcola can't wait uh, fantastic finish games. Are you Jason, familiar with that reference? Did yes, I date it? Is that, is that too old for you? I, no, I, I get a little worried to go there these days. Yeah. Well, you know what? When you say things, you you almost have to explain it uh, in this, this day and time. You know, it's almost like when I say things on the radio show, it's like, oh, let me explain what I'm talking about because I know you might not get it. And it sounds offensive when you say that, but eh, people don't read anymore, Jason. They don't they don't pay attention to stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jason Lock on four, guys. It's in the huddle pod on YouTube. You can check that out. I, would you want to add something to that? <laughs> no, no. It. Just, yeah, that's how we used to get our highlights. They'd show highlights of other, like, late, like, somebody right. win a game the previous week on a last-second play. And if you lived in Baltimore City and didn't have cable and all you had was your three regular channels, that's you it. would not probably see that play until the following week where with at the two-minute warning of your game, they'd show like recent highlights of games that ended quickly and it'd be like, <laughs> here's our Alcoa 
was like the people who sponsored it. And it'd be like, here's the Alcoa fantastic finishes from last week. You're like, oh, wow, that's how that happened. Cool. Yeah, before before we had all there the There was no internet. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, I, I want to ask you this. Just I, I'm looking at their schedule. I'm talking about the Bills, okay? They lost to the Eagles. Uh-huh. And we'll talk more about the Eagles 49ers game and if we really learned anything in a second. But I'm starting to think the Bills may not make the playoffs, man. I mean – they got the Chiefs. They're at the Chiefs, right? Chiefs are coming off of this loss against Green Bay. Then they play the Cowboys. The Chargers are a mess, but you still got to go out west. And I don't know what that means. And, and we'll see in two weeks or three weeks when that happens. The Patriots. And then you finish the season at the Dolphins. And I'm just saying, there's a chance they could lose three of their next five, Jason. And, and I don't know if they get in the playoffs here in the AFC. So I just saw this. I was just thinking about it today as I was taking a look. Bills, Chiefs, the Chiefs are pissed off about losing the way they did at Green Bay. They're at home um, on Sunday. I, you believe they're going to make it? I think they are. And and I think they're going to beat the Chiefs. Uh, Sunday? I mean, they're all – I do. They're coming off a bye. Um, I know the Chiefs have been better on the home on, at home than on, on the road. And I know that the Bills have struggled on the road. Um, but dude, the bills have scored 66 points in two games since they made the coordinator change, you know, like I'm looking at a guy like cook, he's over a hundred scrimmage yards, three straight games, right? Like I think they know what the equation is, right? It's, it's get the ball in cook's hands out in space. And then yep. they alternate him, Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside with Latavius Murray, like Latavius Murray is going to get his 10 carries. They're going to get the ball in cook's hands 20 times. Um, a lot of those are going to be high percentage passes. Uh, the intermediate passing game will be run through the tight end. And I think Josh Allen's going to run the ball over 10 times in this game. You know, his last time out, nine rushes, 81 yards, two touchdowns against the Eagles, right? Like, and they, coming they off need of him bye, to do that. They, they need, need him to do it. Coming yes. off a of bye in a must-win game at Arrowhead against the Chiefs defense that struggles a little bit against mobile quarterbacks and a Chiefs defense that doesn't have that many – obvious blemishes except they're 28th against the rush i think it's a three-headed monster rushing attack and i think kansas city probably counters with a lot of pacheco i mean part of me thinks it's an under game but part of me also thinks that um even with all the running it goes over but i think this is i think josh allen will be asked to be superman in this game and if he can limit the interceptions to one if he can limit it to one turnover i i think the buffalo bills have a script to beat this Kansas City football team. Um, the dirty little secret about the Chiefs is Andy Reid don't want to play from behind. Uh, that's one thing you, you can get away, you can get away from it, you know, you can get away with it at the Raiders, but he doesn't want to play from behind against a team that can score points because he wants to stay balanced and he he wants to work the clock with Pacheco and he needs to get himself into third and manageable because third and long with this group of Jamokes outside of, of Kelsey just ain't gonna cut it. So I, I think this is it. I mean, this is it for the Bills. If the Bills come out of the bye, they win this game, Josh Allen looks like an MVP, and he has the last couple of weeks, then I think all, like, they're alive and they're dangerous. And I look at their schedule and say they, they could go on a tear. Um, but it, it has to start with this game. And I, I, I think it will. Because, I mean, I just, as much as they're running the ball, they've still scored 66 points in the last two games. Yeah, it's a great point. It really is. And and 
look, we, we all talk about the spark when you fire coordinator and what happens. But you said it. I mean, this is kind of simple math. This wasn't hard. They just weren't doing the things they needed to do. And now it seems like they are. It's one of the games that I'm looking forward to uh, coming up. But I just the Bills just as a whole. And if they made this this turn, Jason, you're right. Then they're going to go on a run. They'll be in. They'll win. I'll say three of those five uh, remaining. But uh, I, I just wonder if they can continue to put it together. It's in the huddle, guys. It's Carl Dukes along with Jason Lock on four. Brian Baldinger, part of this podcast as well. Check us out. Subscribe, like us, and tell your friends. Let's talk a little bit about the Dolphins because they continue to beat up on bad teams, Jason. 45-15 against the Commanders. They're doing the roller coaster thing, which was cool. Yeah, yeah well. But, but – what, what what do we know about a 9-3 and three Dolphins team that continues to beat up on bad teams? Are you sold? I mean, like, has anything changed for you from last week except the fact that we think Tyreek Hill's going to get to 2,000 yards? Yeah, it hasn't, um, except that it was good to see the full complement of running backs. And yeah. you can and they tell ran it in well. the second half. Yeah, and then the second half, when you knew they were just probably going to run the ball because it was a massive lead, they still were able to run the ball, run the ball effectively. And I, I think – um, look, I think the head coach who was a long time, well, not a long time, was a was an assistant coach in Washington a long time ago under Kyle Shanahan, and all those kids, they were kids at the time, left with a bad taste in their mouth. I do think he wanted, even though Dan Snyder's not there anymore, I think he wanted to send a little message, and I think yeah. he also wanted to get both running backs into the end zone. He he wanted to to play with some stuff in the red zone and get a lot of guys comfortable with finishing drives. Um, you had the explosive plays to Tyreek Hill early, and then they got explosion plays in the run game, and they got touchdowns out of the run game. Um, just them winning, like it was not a great game, day in Washington. Like I'm not going to – it wasn't a horrible weather game, but weather was a factor for that team in December to win a road game. Like I just think it's a little something-something for them. Uh, but Washington is such a terrible operation, and, and Ron Rivera is, is such a feckless head coach right now. Like – the way he managed that game was was disgusting. Uh, so I don't know, Carl. Like, they did what they should have done. They took care of business. They took care of business quickly and easily. What I think it really did for them more than anything else is, like, they played really a half of football. So it was almost like a, a like sort of a, a late-season mini-buy. You know what I mean? And every you've got other teams, like, you know, play like they're going to play Tennessee this week, right? Tennessee yeah. played five quarters of football, fighting for their lives against a divisional opponent to come up short when they thought they had it won in overtime, right? And Miami played a half against Washington. Is Miami now going to smash Tennessee on national television next Monday night? Probably. Yeah. Like, will they cover that? It opened at 12. By the time we're talking now, it's probably 14, maybe 14 and a half. Will they still cover that? Probably. Will we learn a ton about them? You know, probably. Probably not, but they've got a game coming up on New Year's Eve against the Ravens, and that that could be the battle for the one seed in the AFC, especially if this Trevor Lawrence injury is even fairly significant. And if the Bills beat the Chiefs this week, like I think they will, then, you know, now you've got the Ravens playing the Rams. be a tough game. They probably should win, right? They get Jacksonville without – in all likelihood, Lawrence, they have to go to San Francisco. That'll be tough. Christmas, Christmas night. And then Christmas Eve, that 
that Miami-Baltimore game could be effectively the AFC regular season championship game. Yeah, I think we'll learn something about, you know, the Miami Dolphins there. I know their D coordinator, Vic Fangio, has had trouble handling this offense in the past, has had trouble handling a quarterback as, as mobile and sort of, you know, wily as Lamar Jackson. Uh, and I also think the Ravens are going to be running the ball a lot down the stretch. Like right now, Lamar Jackson has one game this season over 65 rushing yards. It wouldn't surprise me if he's got over 65 rushing yards in four of the last five games, and he still goes over 1,000 yards rushing. Like that that just might be where the pendulum swings with no Mark Andrews for them and some of their limitations in the passing game. So, look, Miami just keep winning. If Miami just keeps winning games, it doesn't matter what it looks like, they're going to be in great shape. Um, and yeah, they, they, they managed to have a game done by halftime. All the pressure was off. They could, they could play around, tweak things, get some backups in there, get the cheetah off his feet. So good, good for them. Um, Washington, that's a disaster. The way Washington's played at home this year in particular has been almost offensive. I mean, remember the Thursday night debacle against Chicago, finding a way to lose to the Eagles in a game that you thought they were going to win the six turnover game against the Giants. Should refund people their money. Well, I, I everybody knows it, right? Ron Rivera's done. Um, yes. th- they're going to go in a different direction, and they are certainly going to. Uh, the new ownership is going to bring in their guys, and and you know it'll be a process. But I think everybody's excited about the new ownership and the direction Absolutely. of where that may go. Yeah, I, and and listen, Ron firing Jack Del Rio, reactionary, yes, but the defense was still terrible, long overdue. Yeah. yeah, so it, it really didn't make a difference as to how right. this played out with, with the, the commanders. Um, I, I think as we talk, uh, take, a, take a look at what happened with the 49ers and the Eagles, and that game, the hype, the buildup, we said it last week, Jason, and then the 49ers just go in there and kick ass. I mean, it wasn't yeah. even close, right? I mean, now I get it. The Eagles are in this hella stretch of games, including Cowboys coming up this week. You know, the, the 49ers had some more rest, but are they that much better than the Eagles? Well, we told you last week that the way that thing set up, San Francisco was the healthier team. They were the more rested team. That game was, it, it frankly was bigger for them than the Eagles. And they were going to win. Now, did I think they were going to absolutely smoke them? I, I like that. I, I didn't. Um, but it was clear that that was a, something of a regular season Super Bowl for the 49ers. And we've said it's kind of like the Eagles going to Arrowhead a month ago or three weeks ago to start this gauntlet of games you referenced and how you could tell that was no ordinary regular season game for them, especially for a team that isn't even in their conference. So, you know, San Francisco, when Trent Williams plays, and now that they've added Chase Young to that mix, yeah, right now they're they have the best talent in football. They are the best team in football. Um, something happens to an offensive lineman, things could change there in an instant. Um, but when you looked at how the Eagles have struggled to defend slot players, when you look at how they've struggled to defend receivers out in space, you know some pitch plays and and you know end arounds and reverses, and then you look at the best yak team in the NFL, right? What Debo does in space with Yak and McCaffrey. The, really, the question was going to be, could the Eagles offense keep pace? And it reached a point in the second half where it was clear they couldn't. And, the, and they almost, and then they're losing players too. And it was almost like they just needed to 
right? They needed to get through that game. Like they need to get through that game. They need to lick their wounds. They need to talk to their, their medical staff, right? You need to reassess. Yeah. Um, they brought in Leonard, right? They brought in a linebacker. I think they're going to bring in Zach Ertz. Like, does that, is that, is that going to be a huge help? Maybe not, but it, it, it should help somewhat. And then, yeah, we'll see what they can do against Dallas. This is Dallas' Super Bowl. Um, yeah, it's still a bidding <laughs> game for the Eagles, but this is this is Dallas's Super Bowl. Um, and Dallas's defense, man, gives me a lot of pause. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens in this one. If Dak is going to win an MVP award, it's got to start with beating teams like the Philadelphia Eagles in this big spot. Um, I thought the Eagles are going to the playoffs. I think the Eagles are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Um, can the Eagles get a little healthier? down the stretch. Um, I think that'll be critical. And then, yeah, certain matchups for them are going to be better than others. And you have to be concerned about them on the back end. You you, you, you just do. The Bayard acquisition was nice, but they probably need a corner also, you know? And Slay has been in the league for a while, and, and maybe he's a half step slower. Like, it's just not what it was last year. And now you're seeing people run, like now you see people run on them too, and that was sort of the calling part of that defense for a while. But they've suffered some injuries up front as well. So we'll see. But San Francisco, this healthy, dangerous. Yeah, that they, I mean, not a whole lot of holes. You could run on them for a while. Not, not so much lately. And frankly, when the offense is, is cranking, you better run on them in the first quarter because once you're behind by double digits, forget about it. Uh, the pass rush now is is legit. Bosa's healthy. Chase Young's, you know, giving them all they could have hoped for. And the offense with Trent Williams is just at another level. When Shanahan has the whole playbook open to him, it's it's at another level. And now they're back home this week, and Purdy averages 300 yards per game at home. You know, he averages damn close to three touchdown passes per game at home. He's got a quarterback rating of, like, 132.8 at home. Yeah, you better hope they don't get the one seed. Like, you really – like, you better hope they don't get the one seed if you're in the NFC. If I'm the Eagles, like, that's the one, like, that's the one thing that would give me a little, a little concern. Them coming to us in January, maybe we get some snow, we get some weird stuff they're not used to, but having to go out there, that's going to be a tough ask. I agree. Uh, here's the crazy thing about all of this, and then we want to get into this MVP chase because we're talking about Purdy, and all of a sudden now he looks like the front runner. The Eagles, or the Niners, should I say, against the Eagles, um, <laughs> they ran 446 yards. They threw for 310. And they converted 72% on third downs on Sunday. That's domination. And yeah. then, whether or not you guys realize this, Purdy's only 23 years old. He's just starting this thing. Like, if he's this damn efficient and, and consistent, this is only going to get better, Jason. And now you're talking about, okay, Shanahan's got his guy, and he'll fill in the blanks as guys come and go. Now, all of a sudden, you could be talking about the 49ers making a run here over the next five or six years. Purdy is just so damn efficient. And so, you know, the crazy thing is he did this on the road. 
that I'm yeah. with you. If they get home field, that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I for a quarterback still that young um, who got hurt on the road in the playoffs last year, like, yeah, they get that week off for old Trent Williams, and now they know we only have to win two home games to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, that's it's going to be tough, right? Like, you're going to have to play a hell of a football game. Like, you're going to have to play a damn near perfect game. Because you look at the NFC field, right? I mean, like, whoever those two teams are that, that go in there are, are going to have to play lights out like you can't have penalties you can't have false starts Nothing. you know you, you can't you you can't have somebody fair catch a ball where they don't need to like you gotta be perfect like that's gonna be a tough ask is this the real jordan love did we see the real jordan love against the well if it is man can you can you lightning strike three times huh if it is <laughs> it's crazy right Favre. Rogers and then well, it's, it's where you get them too, right? It's far in a trade from Atlanta for like a three. You know what I mean? It's Aaron Rodgers after he's been sitting in the green room 18 hours, right? And it's the end of the first round. And ah, let's break his fall. You know what I mean? And Jordan Love, it's trading up into the back end of the first round, worried he won't be there day two. And a lot of people thought he'll be there day two. Look, you saw him really early in the year against Atlanta. Um, I, I kind of felt like he came out of the gates. Hot. People got two weeks, three weeks of film on him. He went through a month stretch where I'm like, I, I don't know if this guy's a starting quarterback in this league. Like, I just don't see it. They don't tap into the athleticism as much as I thought they would. You know, like I, I, I don't, I don't see it in the pocket, and I don't see it in off script plays. And then the last month, he's just started to gradually hit another level. Um, and the last couple of weeks, he's played really good football, but you're like, ah, oh, it's the Chargers, you know what I mean? Or it's the Bears, like they can't play a lick of defense. So I, I th- this was a different ask. And, I mean, he 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 outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Like, he, he Plain and simple. Out, outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I mean, the the throws, the, the ball placement – the changing arm angles, the, I mean, the comfort throwing on the run, uh, manipulating the pocket, you know, holding, like at times holding the ball longer than you'd like, but still not egregious to the point where it's a guaranteed sack. Um, I, I didn't see it coming, you know, I, I, I didn't. And if he can sustain anything close to this, now losing Watson's tough. I mean, it, it the margins, I think, are still a little thin in terms like you're okay. You're you're down Jones, right? Who would have caught a ton of balls in the screen game and everything else. And Dylan's holding up as the as the the sort of every down back. Um, but he plays such a bruising style that you're always a little worried there. Now you're down a, a kid who's shown he's got an ability to score. You know he 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 shows up in the end zone. You take him away. Um, but the defense the defense is playing much better than it was early in the season. As well. Now you add a Darnell Savage, a real kind of interesting um, hybrid defender, can play safety, can play slot corner, can play linebacker. Um, the pass rush has ramped up through the course of the season. They got people at Lambeau believing again. And that looks like, like I mean, you're walking into a hornet's nest there now. Yeah, Carl. Like, <laughs> 
they have done a total 180. You know, it's just been such a weird year. Like, go back six weeks and look at them. Look at the Broncos. You know what I mean? Look at the Vikings. I mean, hell, six weeks ago, the 49ers were going into their three-game tailspin, right? Like, you could, you could really – you. Could, there's 32 teams in this league. There's probably eight of them that six weeks ago feels like a season ago. Like, it feels like that's not even the version of them, for better or worse, you know what I mean, that's available this next coming Sunday or Monday or whatever. Like, they have flipped the script on who they were or who we thought they were or could be. And th- th- this group is is right up there. I mean, they were losing games at home. I mean, remember, they went like six weeks. They couldn't score in the first half of games. Like, they couldn't score a touchdown in the first half of games, even at home. And now they're sitting, they're going into halftime, having teams under their thumb. All right. Who's the MVP of the league? Is it Brock Purdy? Is it Jalen Hurts? Is just spent time talking about how good Brock Purdy looked in this, in this amazing game against the Eagles. I think his chances of winning the MVP at this point uh, in the season are as good as anybody. I cannot discount Dak, but you said it. Is he going to lay an egg against the Eagles this weekend? I don't know. We, we've got a chance to see. But the 49ers play the Seahawks at home, the Cardinals on the road, Ravens at home, Commanders on the road, and then the Rams to close out the season. And I think Purdy's going to throw for 300 yards in all of those games, maybe except the Ravens game, just because of the way they get after the quarterback. Is he the MVP of the league right now? I think it is what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I just, just look at the standings. And if you're making a wager, look at the team you think is going to be the one seed. Like, look at the schedule like you just did um, and weigh it out. Because I, I think it's going to be the one – like, if, if the Eagles shrug all this off, and they beat the Cowboys, and they hold everybody off for the one seed. Like, unless Brock Purdy starts throwing for four and five touchdowns a game, I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts. I think it's going to come down to Hurts. In that scenario, in which case you're looking at a fifth seed or a fourth seed, Dak Prescott, I think you're looking at Hurts versus who's the one seed. Like, look, Tua played a great football game. Tua will probably play a great football game against Tennessee. You know, yep. Tua will probably play three or four great football games. Um, what does he do against Baltimore? Like, if he beats Baltimore and that game probably gets flexed to prime time and everybody sees it, and he beats Baltimore there in week 17 and the Dolphins go into week 18 with the one seed clinched right around the time when everybody's voting in a week 18 where a lot of games won't matter, like, will it come down to Tua versus in that scenario? Purdy. Probably. Yeah. Probably like this is a year where no one's having a generational season, no quarterback. Like they just aren't. Mahomes isn't having the best Mahomes season. Josh Allen isn't having the best. But like Josh, if you're telling me there's a wild card quarterback, right? Because for me, Dak is a wild card quarterback. Okay. I don't think okay. they're passing the Eagles. If you're telling me there's a wild card quarterback who could win the MVP and I could throw one dart, I'd throw it at Josh Allen. Mm, wow. It's going to be interesting and a lot of fun uh, here over the next few weeks as we kind of figure things out. By the way, Ravens coming off the bye. I know you mentioned it. The adjustment adjustment Todd Munkin's going to make with no Andrews. What happens there with this offense? I'm just curious. Look, I, I, they've had a, a time to self-scout here and look around. Um, their left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, 
is not having a good season. I don't believe he's how well he is not healthy. He's missed a lot of time. He's been on the injury report. He's got a uh, an ankle that's repaired at least twice, really probably three times because there was another little cleanup besides the two reconstruction type deals. He's got a knee that's been howling since the summer. Um, and they've got arguably the toughest schedule in the NFL left to come. Remaining, you right? Know? Yeah. They're facing Bosa and Chase Young. They're facing Phillips and Chubb, right, with, with Miami. They're facing Josh, the other Josh Allen in Jacksonville. Um, they got Aaron Donald coming to town this weekend. They got – you know, T.J. Watt in week 18, assuming he's healthy. I don't think they can play around with Morgan Moses and Ronnie Stanley, their tackles, neither of whom looks remotely comfortable in pass protection, especially on the road. I don't think they can play around with that when the main thing in their passing game isn't there. When the guy who catches all the touchdown passes and catches all the first down uh, passes and dominates third down for them, Mark Andrews ain't playing until maybe deep into the playoffs, if even then. I just think they've got this kid, Keaton Mitchell, who is as explosive as they come, and there's no tread on the tires, and you've been holding him back. But, like, what are you holding him back for now? And you've got Lamar in a year where he's rushing less than ever. And as I said, only one game all season, over 65 yards rushing. You know, the double-digit rushing games have been few and far between for him this year. I think they're about to crank up. Um, you've got three running backs you trust. You know, you've still got a fullback who can come into the mix every now and then. They're starting to activate Zay Flowers in the run game, horizontal run game, more like they should. Even a Devin Duvernay. They can get to 40 rushing attempts without anybody being overexerted. Without anybody being, like, they can't. Like, and they might have to. And they probably should. Uh they they're you know the last six weeks they were already leading the league in in or they were right up there with Denver in percent of the time that you run. Yeah, Lamar's Lamar's workload on the ground has always ramped up from December on, and I know he's with a different coordinator now, but and you can run the ball in their defense as great as that defense is, it's not good against the run, and I and if they're left out, we, we've seen them give up. They have a 10-minute drive to the Cleveland Browns, right? We saw them give up a nine-minute drive to the San Diego. 17-play, nine-plus-minute drive to the San Diego Chargers. They can't afford that defense getting worn out. I think the Ravens become even more of a time-of-possession team. I do. And I think Lamar Jackson rushing props, like, start looking at the overs. Um, and I think this Keaton Mitchell kid, like, they, he's got to touch the ball. It's been eight to ten times a game. Like, it's probably got to be – at least 12, you know, 12 to 15. He's so like, explosive, man. It's and he's just... small, and I understand what they're doing, and they don't totally love him in pass protection. I get all that, but it is a unique weapon. And it is. When I'm telling you, when they get him out there and they run 11 personnel and they get a light box and there's him and Lamar in the pistol and there's holes everywhere, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a tough thing. You know that's that's a tough thing to <laughs> to defend, and and they can also run some looks where it looks like it's going to be, um, it looks like it's going to be a jumbo package, and and they get the pullback out there, and maybe they get an extra uh, uh, offensive lineman as well. 
but then this kid's still able to get the, you know what I mean? It's an outside run. It looks like it's set up to be inside and, and all he does is get the edge and forget about it. There's all those bodies clustered in the box, you know, few more design screen passes to him, little pop plays, put him in the slot, bam, bubble screen. I think you're going to see a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I am shocked that they haven't used him more, but, the way that he is just able to get out there and just outrun everybody, it's crazy. So I'm curious to see what the Ravens do. Like, they're either going to take off, I believe, and just show everybody, hey, we are the real deal with this tough schedule remaining, or they're going to take a step back. And I want to see them come out of the bye week. Harbaugh traditionally has been good, right, out of the bye week. So I want to see that. Jason, uh, always fun, man, to talk NFL and, and in the huddle. Guys, subscribe, like us. Tell your friends, and more importantly, don't miss an episode as we're counting down now to the playoffs. The, every week from this point on, guys, big, big. Yeah. And we're going to be all about it. Baldy's going to join us on Thursday. We'll talk more about the Cowboys and more about the upcoming matchups. And uh, follow Jason, by the way. Read him in uh, the Washington Post and check him out. Make sure you follow him on social media. I'm Carl Dukes. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, buddy. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.